Well, hello there. You are listening to episode 37 of the Mindful Productivity Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and I'm just going to tell you guys, I'm in a really goofy, weird mood today. So I've had a lot of coffee, and I'm just excited. I'm excited because it's the best time of the year. This is my time of the year. It's fall. It's getting colder. There's pumpkin everything. It's cozy time. Yes. Like, yes. Um, It rains more. I'm all about it. I am a about it. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about how to get yourself and your life organized for fall. So some things that you can do, some things to consider, how to get your space organized, how to organize your mind. These are some reminders and some strategies and tips and things I do every season to step into fall. So keep on listening if you want all of those things in your mind and we'll go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and this is the place to be to live a more mindful and productive life. If you're ready to turn daily chaos into calm and start your days with intention, then get ready to join me as we dive deep into mindful living and personal productivity. It's time to connect with your true self so you can live the life you want to live. And it all starts now. Hello, my friends. So it's fall. It's back to school time. It's back to reality time in a lot of ways, right? I think there's something about this time of year where it's like, oh my gosh, that's right. I have responsibilities. I have things that I need to do. This is quarter four. This is the last quarter of the year. I need to get my stuff together and get on top of things. And also too, it's a really great reminder to just get organized again. And I always get excited about it. I am a forever student at heart. So anytime there's an opportunity for me to get some back to school supplies, I'm on it. I'm about it. It's planner season. Like, let's go, let's go. It's really exciting. But today I wanted to talk about some ways to organize your life kind of beyond those things and intertwine them. And just kind of keep in mind too that like, you know, we're shifting into the colder months or, you know, maybe hopefully soon, depending on where you are, if you're, if you're into the cold, I know a lot of people are like hanging on to summer. Um, but I'm not a summer person. I'm a fall person. So I'm just like, sorry, not sorry. I'm excited. But we tend to spend more time indoors during this time of year. You know, we're, we're outside less. It's a great time to reconsider, you know, our habits and our routines and what goals, you know, that we want to make for not only for yourself, but for, you know, spending time with family and friends, all that stuff through the end of the year. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about some ways that we can all get a little more organized for fall and prepare ourselves for winter and everything that comes with it. So I'm not going to be talking about like, you know, getting your, your, driveway ready for ice or anything like that we're going to be talking about more personal development stuff obviously but I am going to be sharing some things that I do every season some things that I will be doing some things to consider and just some of my favorite like tools and strategies for organizing and decluttering my life and you know like every episode hopefully pushing you a little bit to take action on something so number one and let me check my list here because I actually do have nine things I'm going to be covering. So number one is a cozy space is a happy space. So what I mean is it's really like a great time to consider what you want your space to look like and feel like. And for months, let me just share this little backstory for months. And I'm not even kidding, like months, 
I had a whole slew of boxes, both broken down and not broken down, just like hanging out in my dining area uh, because I don't have a dining table right now. I moved into this apartment. That's a whole other story. And there's just tons of empty boxes from packages, from things when I moved in. And every time I would see those boxes, which is constantly because I'm like in a 600 square foot little place right now. And it's like when I walk to the bathroom, when I walk to the bedroom, I mean, it's like it's there when I'm sitting on the couch, I'm like the boxes. Um, They would just put me in a low mood and they would like lessen it. And they would just every time I'd see them, I'd be like, ew, <laughs> you know how like Jimmy Fallon's like, ew, that's how that's exactly how I would feel. And it's kind of a lot like if you've ever played The Sims Shout out to my Sims peeps. If you've ever played that game, you will notice that they have that little bar of health above them. And anytime they walk into a room where there's trash or if they like see a painting that they don't like, their little health bar goes down or their mood goes down, like their overall health goes down. And it's always just a good reminder to me that our surroundings matter. How we feel, especially in our own home and our own space is so important because if you get home at the end of the day and your space annoys you, like what a like awful way to come home. Like you've already had a long day and then you get home and you're like, mm. like, So doing what you can, taking some time to improve your space and just some ways that you can do that. So so take some time to clear your space, you know, remove eyesores where you can, you know, invest in some storage containers or go find the ones that you have hiding somewhere in your garage and find a home for things in your home or find a new home for them altogether. Hello, donation pile. So really just considering what things are just cluttering your space, what things just tend to kind of pile up, you know, say no to that like pile in your home. Usually it's like a dining table or sometimes it's like a chair in a bedroom or it's like the entire kitchen counter. Like just make a rule for yourself that like, nope, we don't get to throw things down here willy nilly anymore. Everything has to go where it needs to go. You know, like one simple thing I do is I always have a hook for keys at the front door no matter where I'm living. And that just makes it easy. My keys are always there. I always know where they are. Bada boom, bada bing. So just take some time to do that and clear the clutter by eliminating having all of the things out. So whether that's on your desk and this can apply to, you know, your home, this can apply to your work environment, wherever you're spending a significant amount of time. These are things I want you to consider. So Instead of having all of the things like out and about, like dec- decorative items, candles, whatever you have in your living space, you know, I'm, I'm actually a pretty big knickknack person. Like I always say that I'm not, but then I'll like see a cute little llama figurine with a bow tie and somehow it just like ends up on my desk and I'm like, hello, welcome to the soul fam. Um, but the problem is, is that, you know, sometimes there are a lot of things on of these things on my desk. And I don't know if you've had this experience, but it really doesn't matter how many mini animal statues you have glaring at you on your desk. No amount of little fake eyes is going to get you to work any faster. So one thing I like to do is to get in the habit of rotating my items in my house, on my desk, even in the kitchen. So what I mean is this is something I usually do like once a week with my desk. So usually Fridays. Um, But I, I just take some time to be like, okay, what do I want on my desk this week or for, or you know for the upcoming week what do I need like to have to remind me of stuff like I have some cute little items that say like less is more or I have like a specific crystal or a candle and so sometimes if I know I'm gonna have like a busy week 
I will purposely and intentionally put those items on my desk to kind of remind myself. And one thing too about like decor that we have in our house or in our office space or whatever is that we get used to it. So we stop seeing it, right? We we are humans. We notice differences. We notice change. But you kind of just get used to the same things and seeing them like out of the corner of your eye. And so we don't pay attention to them. It's kind of like why my dad always ingrained in me like don't ever hang anything from your rear view mirror because you'll get used to seeing something in the way of your view and then you know if that pedestrian's crossing the street and you just think it's those giant dice that everyone used to have in the 90s then you're gonna miss that and like possibly hit that person so anyway that's just an example but I like to rotate things and also too doing this seasonally so now that it's fall it's like what are the quote unquote seasonal items that you want out and I don't mean necessarily that they have to be holiday or fall related but like Sometimes it's helpful to make a list of the things that you like having, you know, around certain times of the year. Uh, For instance, like I have a couple little owl things or journals and I like to kind of bring those out in the fall time or like put those front and center in my um, bookshelf, you know, like even just moving around journals that you have or something like that. Like it can you can redecorate your entire living space without having to go you know, spend $300 at TJ Maxx. Like you already probably have things that you're just not uh, seeing front and center. So just reorganizing things can be a really fun and virtually free way to do that. And that's just one thing I like doing. So also consider, you know, adding or moving things around depending on your mood and what's going on. So I kind of alluded to this before, but If you're, you know, having a difficult week or even if you're having a great week, like what can you do to move things around or maybe that like cute thing that you have or that vase, like instead of having it, you know, on top of the fireplace mantle, maybe now it's going in the kitchen. Spice things up, move things around. You know, it's sometimes the simple little things that make a huge difference in our surroundings. So I just I just love doing that. So number two is to get real and make a decision about how you are going to track and manage things. And just even for the next week, even for the the remainder of the year, you know, we are humans. We tend to have sticky notes, notes on your phone, multiple journals, notes at work, five different like productivity apps, like places that you're just putting stuff and ideas and things. And it can get really overwhelming, especially when you don't know where things are or you just don't check certain things regularly. So you forget about them or you lose track of things. So do yourself a favor and get clear on where you will house things all in one place. Now, personally, I like to have one journal and I use this as like a reference notebook and for like all of my bigger lists, my to do's, all that kind of stuff. And then I use Trello and Asana for different reasons. I'll have to get into that a whole other time um, for more of like my bigger kind of things. So more of like routine business tasks and more complicated workflows. I use digital stuff. But I'm telling you, when you have one place to keep everything, it's so helpful. And if you go back and listen to episode 23 of the podcast, I also have a whole episode. It's a whole episode on how to use a journal to organize your life. And you can also find templates and a whole process and system I use in my organizational self-care journal course. So you can find all of that by visiting myvoproductivityblog.com. 
I'll have it in the show notes of this podcast as well. Um, but just organizing your life and uh, getting clear on that. And this is a great opportunity if you have a lot of journals that are laying around or you have a really pretty journal that you just don't want to write anything in. Like now's the time to use it. Like use that journal, get organized, choose one place to start keeping all of your notes. And you can use this to like put your sticky notes in too, right? So it's just really great when you have that all in one spot. Number uh, three is create a plan for movement for this season. So as it gets colder, as seasons change, you know, it can be easier to make excuses to not go to the gym. Colder days, you know, sometimes ice on, on the roads, the lure of the blankets on your bed, like and being in a big blanket sandwich that can make it hard to, you know, get out and get going. So make a game plan for how you'll start or stay active and, you know, ask yourself stuff like, will you do home workouts or do you need to change the time of the day that you head to the gym because of the difference in when it's light and dark? Do you need to do yoga in the morning uh, instead of maybe going on that walk because now it's dark outside, right? So it's okay to switch up your routine. The perfectionist in me uh, often thinks, well, I have to do the exact same things the exact same way. Otherwise, I'm failing or I'm not going to be consistent or whatever. But the truth is, is that success is really you know, permanent and something that is consistent when we are flexible and consistent regardless of outside factors. So, you know, be flexible, be willing to change your routine. It's okay. Or start a new one or try a new one out. Um, Be open to new routines as seasons change. The seasonal change affects us in so many different ways, you know, just with, with holidays, with the weather patterns, with daylight savings, all of that stuff. It really does impact us. I've even noticed a shift in my own mood and kind of just like the way I think every season. So, those things are important to consider. Number four is this is a great time to get your finances in order. So one of the biggest things I am striving to do with the realm of mindful productivity is just really creating a resource on my blog, on my podcast, you know, through my coaching and my courses, a resource of tools for you to systemize and automate your life and organize things so that you do have more time for, you know, mindfulness and self-care. And a lot of productivity comes from organizing things. So this is a great time of year to, you know, before the holidays hit, especially to consider your budget or start one, consider the things that you want to save for. What money do you need to be putting away now to save for the holidays? Is there travel involved? Do you need to, you know, spend extra money at the grocery store for special big dinners, all that kind of stuff. So it's just a good time to really start thinking about that. You know, oftentimes we wait until it's like weeks before stuff, but I'm telling you, the season's going to go by so fast. So thinking about that now can be super helpful for that. And I've actually got three free resources for you that can help you do just that. So that is the financial. If you go to my blog, there's the financial self-care printable that actually helps you map out your budget. And I also have a free masterclass on the financial self-care framework that helps you through some of the mindsets on all of that and a system that I've been using myself for over a decade. So you can find all of those links by visiting the website and going to the show notes of this podcast. So if you go to mindfulproductivityblog.com slash podcast and just look for episode 37, I'll make sure that the, all of those are there so that you can find them and you don't have to be like scrounging around on the website trying to look for them. Number 
five is map out all of the shows and the movies you want to watch this season. I mean, like, okay, look, I know people will tell you that, like, you know, life is more than TV or, like, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, honestly, I love myself some fall dramas. Like, I love just getting into TV around this time of year. Like, I'm not always a big TV watcher, but sometimes it's really nice. Like, and if it, if it is improving your happiness, like, embrace it. Enjoy some fall TV, okay? And I think sometimes there is so much good stuff that I completely forget about it. Or, you know, even the months go by or I end up having more time or like there's a snow day later in the winter, right? And it's like, oh, what was that show? I don't know. You know, it's like the one with the doctor and the place. And it's like there's tons of those, right? So get clear on what those are. And this is a great time to sit down with some friends and make a list. Make a list of all the shows that you want to watch. You know, put them in your bullet journal. Make a reference list. And don't feel like you have to watch all of them. But then you have a place to check it out, right? There's also like so many awesome blogs that have like what's new on Netflix this month and what's going away. And you're like, whoa, at least I am. I'm always like, that's awesome. Or I had no idea that movie was on there and it already went away. So that's sad. But you know, do that or jump into the Facebook group that I have and ask people what shows they're into. Like this, that's your space, you guys. Like it's your space to to help each other out and find resources and meet each other. So that's really something that I love doing. Uh, I also love creating, you know, a page in my bullet journal like I was talking about to have a reference list. It's fun to even track episodes and all of that. And um, just a PS2, there are printables and templates for tracking all of this kind of stuff in the organizational self-care journal course. So make sure to check that out if that interests you. Now, number six is add things to your fall bucket list. So this is similar, but I want to say that in the past, I don't always make seasonal bucket lists because I think, oh no, what if I don't get around to doing everything or I'm going to feel guilty if I don't do them. But here's here's what's great regardless about creating these bucket lists is that everything that you don't do just becomes something that it becomes an idea and a reference list for the future or for someone else. So Whether it's carving pumpkins or drinking cider or apple picking or like me and my husband like to do, going out to find the best new pumpkin beer or watching Hocus Pocus for the 88th time, make a list, make a bucket list, um, make it fun. It's fun to go on to something even just like Canva or PicMonkey and make a collage put something in your scrapbook. It's a great time to use stickers, be fun, be crafty, and make a bucket list. And again, just kind of take out that notion that these are things you have to do, but these are fun things you could do. And that can just be a really great way to embrace the season, to kind of bring yourself back to, oh yeah, okay. Oh yeah, these are the things that I can do right now that I can only do this season, right? So thinking about that is really, really fun. Number seven is map out what you want to accomplish in the last 90 days of the year. So depending on when you're listening to this, we're getting close or we already are, you know, 90 days away from the end of the year. And so many of us wait until January 1st to set new goals. I've been guilty of it. But honestly, why not set new goals right now? Why not do it? There's still an entire quarter of the year left. And this is a great time to make things happen and create 
momentum, especially for the new year. Like imagine if you got started on your goals now and then you arrived at Jan- in January, like already working on things. Like, and then you could really create momentum instead of feeling like, oh, now I have to get started, right? So it just kind of shifts your whole mindset and how you look at things. And here's my one big tip for this. Choose one thing, one thing. I know it can be tempting when we're thinking about setting goals or planning or we've got 90 days to like do all the things, but if you make it simple, you're going to make it happen. So you don't need to set out to change the world. Just make one thing in your life consistent and see what happens. And if it's a daily thing, you can do even better. So maybe that's working out every day. Maybe that's, you know, setting aside time to journal for 15 minutes in the morning or committing to maybe reading a book a week. There's a whole episode on how to start a reading practice. I'll link that in the show notes, show show notes, show notes. And uh, yeah, but like decide, you know, how many pages that book is, how many pages you're going to need to read every day, what time you're going to do it, all that good stuff. Or maybe it's just even cooking dinner two to three nights every week for the rest of the year, maybe with some local ingredients or just making time to sit down as a family or sit down at the table yourself instead of sitting down watching Hocus Pocus, which I honestly wouldn't judge you for. But simple changes can make all the difference. So map about what, what you want the last 30 days, I'm sorry, 90 days of your year to look like and make it happen. Okay, here's number eight. And I realize I've been talking a little fast, but I know a lot of people listen to podcasts like on two or three speed anyway. So if you're doing that, like good luck. Um, but number eight is Make important people in your life a priority. So I know that Q4, quarter four can be a stressful time for a lot of people, especially with holiday planning and growing work deadlines. But if you can take some time like ASAP to sit down and plan out at least one special something with either close family or friends or your spouse or even your dog, like, hey, we're going to go to the park for like eight hours. I don't know, right? Like, something special like what's a memory that you want to have before the year is over and make it you know make it something fun like make it a potluck style dinner at your place you know set it for next Sunday or maybe you're meeting for drinks with everyone before the holidays hit before everyone's schedule gets crazier before people are traveling you know now's a great time to do that and also to consider like how can you make it accessible and possible for everyone so I know sometimes my friends in the in the past have been like hey we're gonna go do this thing and it involves this like $80 dinner and then this like $50 party bus and it's like make it accessible so like what's something that you can do that requires very little monetary investment you know maybe it's getting together at someone's house you know potluck style anything like that instead of like maybe going out just consider like what would make it easier for everyone right especially if you know family have kids or anything like that and just really remind yourself and ask yourself what's important for you to experience with these people before the year is over, you know, or before the holidays hit? Like, what's really important? Is there something that you've been wanting to tell someone? Is there something that you just need to talk about? Is there something that you need to share um, that you, that if you didn't get the chance again, you might not, you know, some of these, I know this is kind of like a morbid thought, but like, think about it. Like, Life is now, time is now. There are so many times when we say, oh, we'll hang out later or it's just too busy. Like, we'll do something in February and you both laugh. But like, why not make it a priority now? These are people that are important in your life 
and mean a lot to you, make them a priority. And it doesn't have to be a full on full day event, right? Seriously, sometimes even making time for coffee with someone for 15 or 20 minutes can be amazing. Seeing someone face to face, giving them a hug, you know, communicating beyond Facebook or text, sometimes that's just a really solid reminder of the connection that you do have with those people. Okay. And here's number nine is lastly, just consider what you can do right now. What can you do right now in this season in fall that you're not going to be able to do in January in February or in July, right? What does the weather allow for you now where you are that that might not allow later? And what does the limited daylight time give for you right now? Like, so what things can you do right now that you might not be able to do otherwise? Okay. One thing I love about this time of year is that, yes, it does get darker earlier, but like, There's also just so many more opportunities when I can take a walk around the town center here where there's like lights and stuff with my dog and like I can see the moon. I mean, you can't really make that happen in the middle of the summer, right? So what are rituals or routines that maybe just feel extra magical or extra cozy that you can do this time of year that you couldn't do otherwise? I know there were a lot of things mapped out here and I have created a little printable for you that you can go download by visiting the show notes of this podcast by visiting mindfulproductivityblog.com slash podcast. This is episode 37. You'll find it there. But I really just want you to take some time, you know, sometime this week, sometime today. It doesn't even take that much time to just consider all these things and how you're going to make your life cozy, how you're going to plan out the last 90 days of your year. And I also too want to tell you that I have opened back up spots for one-on-one coaching. They are filling up and depending on when you're listening to this, there might be a wait list. But if you are looking to get guidance, support and accountability from a an amazing coach, I'll say that about myself, then go ahead and visit the website and go to work with me and fill out an application. I would love to support more of you. And it's really exciting that I'm back to a place where I'm open to taking on one-on-one clients. So I only take on a few at a time. And it's really important to me that we're a good fit. So when you do fill out that application, um, we will meet and make sure that I'm a good fit for you too. But anyway, I'd love to work with more of you. It's been so fun connecting with some of you that I had no idea that you've been listening to stuff for years and finally reached out. So if you're looking for an opportunity to work with a coach or you've never worked with one before, I would love to be that person for you. Regardless, I will be back every single Monday with a new podcast episode. And next week, we have an amazing guest that's going to be coming on to talk about some more spooky type stuff for October. Not super spooky, but we'll be talking about rituals. We'll be talking about tarot cards and Reiki energy healing, which is a completely different topic we haven't even dived into on the podcast yet. So stay tuned for that episode. Until then, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to hear from more of you. Have an amazing week and I will see you next week on the podcast. 